Welcome to Conscious Culture, a podcast on the evolving future of work. I'm Sarah Hawley. And I'm Ren Matheson. Each week we bring you in on the conversations we're having about culture, business consciousness and heart-led leadership. And on what's going on for each of us as leaders growing our companies side by side. Ren is the CEO of Grow My Team. Sarah is the CEO of Grow Motely. And And this this is is our world. world. Hey, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm really good. I'm in um, Nebraska right now. Wow. I just just had to look on the map. I was like, where am I? I'm in Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) Currently in your camper, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We're driving across um, the US. We're heading up to Wisconsin for the weekend for a friend's birthday, which is really fun because it's going to be a festival on his land for three days, like a private festival. So that'll be pretty cool. Wow, that sounds epic. Yeah. Private festival. Well, um, mine doesn't sound nowhere near as exciting. Uh, Originally when we were going to be recording, I was in Sydney, but I just got back to Port Macquarie, back to home base as of 1 a.m. this morning, and I'm recording out of my daughter's room because I've got visitors. (laughs) So if anyone can actually see the recording here, I've got teddies in the background and pink pillows (laughs) on the floor. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. Well, today's episode is going to be a little shorter because I am back to back right now, um, which brings me to my biggest challenges that I'm facing right now is just being super busy and trying to do it all from the road. So I'm on the road for two weeks. Um, Wi-Fi isn't always as good. I just got this new 5G little thing that I can take around with me that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Um, So it's weird. Like I feel like internet is usually good enough now to like work, like do all my stuff on whatever I'm working on. But when it comes to having video meetings, Mm. recording podcasts and things like that, that's where I'm struggling. Um, So that's a little bit frustrating, but Mm. yeah, that's my, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I hate saying I'm so busy because I'm not usually, but I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm in the, the thick of like trying to get through the end of this capital raise stuff. And um, I feel like I'm redoing my pitch deck for the 7,000th time because I actually started this raise, as you know, before Luca was born and then took a bit of a pause on it for obvious reasons. Um, but now the company's like in a whole different position. We're live. We have a product like... And I'm realizing, oh man, I'm still kind of pitching. Like my deck is still telling the story of before launch. And so, yeah, I'm in the middle of that. What about you? How are you? Continual changes. Mm -hmm. Mm. I am great. Um, I'm great. I think I am probably, I can can relate to the the traveling and things because it felt like that's where I was when I was in the camper going through the middle of Australia as well and then the struggles of it was when you were on the video when you had to really like be there and rely heavily on that really great Wi-Fi connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like just to touch on what you're talking about though, I feel like whenever I see you in your busy state, it's always productive and it's it's incredible to watch that momentum and feel the energy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. But yeah, no, I'm going great. I think I've, I've mentioned to you, I think via our voice notes that, one of my biggest challenges um, this past week or so has just been wearing the many hats of 
mother, friend, CEO, you know, confidant, lover, like all of the things and how we're meeting all of those needs and demands Mm. and still finding time for ourselves in that. And I know it's a common issue that we have, but especially when it comes to motherhood, it's um, it's an interesting one. Mm. Tell me about it. What's been going on? Um, well, I think it's, I have a mantra that there is enough of me to go around. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I say to myself. There's enough of me to go around. There's enough of me to go around. Um, and I'd always really like that to be true because, but ultimately it's around, I've been trying to structure my life, um, in, in a way where people truly understand how important my self-work is. Mm-hmm. And that as much as I, I can't meet the demands of the world unless I'm really taking that time for me. And that's now elevated because as I'm having to meet a different kind of space, I'm showing up in the world completely differently. It's demanding a new energy of me and to keep that momentum and to keep it high vibrational. Now, um, and I think I was actually telling your husband, Joe, about this a little while ago, is that I've had to like amp up my self-work where it's like three hours at least in a day. Not that I'm really time blocking too much, but it just has to amp up. Mm in order to meet those demands. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting because then I've been having a conversation with the team about the same thing and, you know, saying to them that part of their work, part of their job is to take care of themselves so then they can mm. actually show up fully and be present in their position. Mm. I think that's such an important thing, especially actually in a remote team sometimes because, like, and a remote team that has team members all over the world means someone could always be pinging you, messaging you, emailing you or whatever. And it can get really easy if you're not paying attention to just like work all the time. Like, cause we can also work from our phone now, right. Or like it's literally at our fingertips to be connected mm-hmm. with our team, with our teammates and with our work. And it's like, man, you have to practice hardcore personal boundaries around like whatever it looks like for you as an individual. Um, I mean, it used to be, I used to be really big on morning ritual, but that's kind of gone out the window for me right now with a baby. Like I realize I just barely have my morning ritual is like wake up to him waking me up, <laughs> get him a bottle. Um, Cause I'm not <laughs> breastfeeding anymore. That's a whole other thing. Um, get him a bottle so that he like calms down and relaxes because he usually wakes up like crying because he's so hungry (laughs) and then I usually lie there and end up doing a little bit of work in bed while he's like drinking his bottle and having his little morning play and then it's like try to maybe do some exercise (laughs) and then usually get started with work but it also varies for me when my nanny's here and when she's not when she's here it's different I mean I have a lot more space and separation, but mm. um, when she's not with me, it's like there's no morning ritual happening really. It's interesting you say that though in terms of that you're instantly waking up and meeting the demands of someone else. And yes, it's your it's your son, his little, little baby, but it can happen in so many ways, right? We wake up, pick our phone up, start checking our emails straight away. Mm-hmm. It's like what are we doing in those that first instance to maintain our balance and, you know, keep it in that sort of our sanctuary right? Mm-hmm. So that then we can show up and meet the world and the energy that we want to match it in. It's a challenge because we're continuously being pulled in so many directions. Um, and it's it was a really interesting conversation that I had with the team 
all week this week I've been having one-on-ones with them and it started because I wanted to build out their bios a little bit more and have a lot more fun in showing them as a whole person because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the professional bio talking about their skills and experience is definitely relevant. It has a place. But when we're advocating so fully for showing up as your whole self, like what does all of that mean? Like I want to know the juice of people. Whenever I'm looking into the companies or people that I'm thinking about partnering with, I genuinely want to see all aspects or not all, but um And so we started asking those types of questions and then I was also asking them around how do they tap into their flow state? What is their capacity? What do they believe their capacity is? Um, And what are their non-negotiables in that? When do they want to say do not disturb? And are they really aware of what they need in order to maintain that energy within themselves before they show up? Mm -hmm. And also in terms of their boundaries, how do they want to be communicated with? Because we sometimes we don't even really set those in the first place. So like you were saying, it's great to set out, like set our own boundaries, but then also knowing other people's, asking that question, am I able to communicate with you right now? Can I sort of, you know, basically invade your energy? Do I have permission mm. to do that or not? And it's just interesting, especially in remote teams, because you can't see them. You can kind of just think, oh, they're online so I can do that. Whereas if in, in an office you could see someone in their zone and you'd think if you had enough social awareness that you wouldn't really disturb them. But even then it still happens. But we've got to be really cautious in that in terms of how we're declaring that and how we want to show up and and protect our space. Mm, So true. It's interesting because we sometimes, we have an app called Tandem that we use. I think you guys use it as well now, right? And we we never use it in Grow My Team. So that was kind of like a new addition into my working life in the last, I don't know, six months or something. And it's kind of cool because you can see who's online and just drop them a note. But the the cool thing really about it is you can like pop up a video meeting really easy. You don't have to like schedule anything. You can just like press on their name or something and like start talking to them. But it does actually bring back that like invasive factor that happens a lot in the office. And I forgot about that, but I I remembered because the other day I was co-working with Chris, my CTO, who this is a bit of a win actually, we had never met in person. And so I was in Colorado Springs, which is kind of near where he lives. So we co-worked together for two days. It was really fun. But I noticed myself so oh many my times. Goodness, you actually met in real life. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we spent two days working together and hanging out. So it was amazing. But I noticed like sitting next to him at the table, like working, I would always be like, oh, hey, what about this thing? Oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. Oh, what do you think about this? Oh, let me show you this thing. And I was just like constantly interrupting him all day. And I was like, man, I totally forgot. It's been like seven years since I've worked in an office, but I'm like, that's, that's what it's like a lot of the time, like all day long, like different kind of distractions and inputs. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about like some of those, like at, tandem as an app can be a little bit invasive and, there's pros to it, especially like I do like it sometimes because my team's so all over the place to be like, oh, so-and-so's online. Like I'll say hi. Like I don't, I don't, but what I don't like is like being online doesn't necessarily mean you can just interrupt me. And then to remember to like turn on your do not disturb and all that, like just feels really complicated. Right. And um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm still, mm-hmm. we still have it. But I'm so used to working like fully async where everybody just does their own work in their own time and they will reply in their own time because we, I think we really did a good job of that at Grow My Team when I was there and I'm sure you guys still are. Um, 
But yeah, it's like introducing a tool like Tandem. It's like, oh, we've just introduced a way to interrupt each other more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it can also shift to become a little bit more of a watchdog again, right? Yeah, and I don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah. The other day I... Oh, it, I think it was like while I've been on this on the road, I had it turned off on my computer because I'm always trying to turn off all the apps to like minimize the amount of whatever my my computer's processing power or something like that. Anyhow, um, I don't know the, how the technology <laughs> works, but I'm always like trying to get rid of everything so that I can save my Wi-Fi. And then like someone was like, oh, yeah, I've been trying to chat with you, but I haven't. I noticed you haven't been on lo- online the last few days. And I was like, oh, I don't like that we've added a tool in that makes it look like maybe someone's not working. And Mm -hmm. even though that's not part of our culture, but like if I'm usually on and now I'm not, people might be like, what's happened to her? Where's she going? What's she doing? Um, uh, Like I'm also perfectly, I know that work can be sitting in a cafe and like, you know, making notes or doodling or brainstorming or thinking, and then your, your tandem is not going to show up that you're on. And that's why I've never really been a fan of time tracking or anything because not all work looks the same kind of thing. But yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting though, because even like the conditions that we can sometimes fall back into, right? And then going, they're not online, so they're not working. What does work actually look like and what doesn't it? And when I was having these one-on-ones with the team, a couple of the team members, like when that was like, show me like what your sort of structure is. Like, do you have one? And it's totally fine if you don't and you're a bit more free-flowing at times. But um, there was a, a bit of a consistent theme of where they were like, it's, it was eight hours. Even if it was broken up and they had flexibility, I was like, it doesn't need to be eight hours though. And so we really... So they started diving into that and we're still going to continue to do so in terms of why, like we're so conditioned to believe that it needs to be an eight-hour day and a 40-hour work week. That's wild. And that's then telling us something. And, you know, then opened up more of a conversation, which I'm sure you've had plenty of in terms of people that are working in in all types of industries, but where they sit there around twiddling their thumbs on a Friday afternoon for the last four hours because they have nothing to do, but they've got to stay there. Mm. And it can seem like they're working, but they're, they're not doing anything. So it's just, it's really interesting when you start to really dive into it. And it's amazing how strong our conditioning is to get out of the habit of doing eight hours. Like I still find stuff and it's seven Mm. years for me that I've been remote. I still find little things that I have to remind myself, like, it's okay. Like you can do this at this time of the day or whatever it might be. Like I just get caught on things and I'm like, well, that's like a really old way of thinking. You can just let that go. Um, It's fascinating. I wanted to circle back on um, the morning ritual because I know you do have a lot of ritual and time in your day like you were saying you're kind of spending a few hours doing self-work and everything but you have kids but you're way further down the track than I am so like I've kind of been at this point like you know what I've got a baby he's only three months old like it's okay if things are a little bit chaotic right now they're definitely less chaotic than they were the first few weeks um and just trusting myself to Mm. like find my flow over time but also I want to be mindful of the fact that like sometimes that can just bleed into five years later, I haven't like made time for myself. Right. So I was curious what I have to look forward to, but do you, are you able to create morning (laughs) ritual with like kids at home? You do. Yeah. They've always been a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's constantly changing and evolving in terms of what they are willing to do and capable of doing. 
Um, but we have something called sacred sessions that I introduce that we do every morning, but some of them aren't necessarily okay. in the morning that they do. So it's just dedicating that time to find sacred time for you. Um, and I actually developed it that like this concept sort of in my family when my daughter was in year five and was having a lot of like emotional issues and started to develop some really negative thoughts around her body image. And I was like in year five, she was 10 years old guys. Like that is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like thinking back to my childhood and well, as even now as a woman, like when I get into that cycle of negative toxic thought patterns, what is it that brings me back? Obviously, it's, you know, it's something that um, we now know is that we need to bring back to ourselves and find that inner confidence and develop that self-talk. And so we'd always had different things that we would do in the mornings, but this entire concept came from that, was that we needed to develop a really strong discipline for her to be able to sit with herself and set her energy up before she went out to the world because I didn't realise that I was meeting such a monster so early on, you know, because mm-hmm. you keep babies in the bliss bubble for as long as you possibly can. Um, yeah. And so we do those every morning. So it's with, we scribe and they journal, like, so they're journaling and they're crafting their future. They're doing their affirmations. They've got a little mirror in their altar so that they do, they speak to themselves. And, you know, one of my, um, Leo's little ones is, um, I am not here to judge. I am here to love. I am not here to judge. I'm here to love. And like, it's beautiful to see him reflect that back to himself. And I often get him to say it looking me in the eyes, which is so incredibly intimidating for him. Um, You know? Yeah. So we do those things and they're visualizing, manifesting, and they're, they're educating themselves. So a huge part of that is what else can you learn? So it wasn't just reading, but it's like, what are you, what are you learning now? And trying to meet their, keep up with their times. So we customize it all of the time. So you definitely do have space for it. And it's incredibly important to, to develop, I believe, to develop those types of skills in kids early. Oh my goodness. Mm. I love that. Yeah. That's a great way to think about it. Like, I mean, he's only three months old now, but I'm sure there's even ways that I can incorporate, even if I just meditate with him next to me or something, even if it's just 10 minutes, mm. it's a start. And then as he gets older and becomes more aware of what's happening, it will become very normal for him that we have this time in the morning. And I love that That's idea. Mm. And I think it's so counter to the usual idea of like, I have to carve out time for myself. Like you see a lot of, I see a lot of parents, mothers, like fighting back almost for probably what they gave up and gave away for way too long. But then it becomes this mm-hmm. like really, it's almost like when we first learn boundaries, we start like putting walls up and like yelling our boundaries at everybody. And people are like, <laughs> I don't, I don't even yeah. want to like encroach on that boundary. Why do you have to tell me that? <laughs> but it's like, like going so aggressive at yeah, it because exactly. you, and, and making, pulling away from your family almost to have this time for yourself versus I love what you've what you've opened up for me there, which is like, let's bring that into our family. Cause Joe and I, it's very much a part of our life and our family before Luca came along, you know, of course we would do a lot of ritual together and also separately. And there's plenty of room in our relationship for that kind of, for what each of us need. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you so much for sharing that with me because that is like, yeah. oh God, and I don't think it's ever too home. early to teach them teach kids like because kids are really needy and they're very Mm -hmm. demanding and that's what they've got like you know they come out and that's they're like I need this and we tend to it but what I've always tried to instill in the kids is like that when we're as a family and it's a collective we need to meet in a collective energy Mm -hmm. so it's like don't show up for yourself but it's for everyone and they're never too little to learn that I mean I think I'd started out that practice 
years ago when the kids were little, little, um, was that I had a heightened state of anxiety and I was getting migraines a lot. And a doctor had mentioned to me ASMR. So I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Sarah, or anyone that's listening, but it stands for Autonomy Sensory Meridian Response. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this sensation that you can have when you hear certain audibles and it's like really relaxing for you. And sometimes it puts you in like a like a tingle-induced kind of um like sedative state, like you end up falling asleep for it and it's great for anxiety. So there was like heaps on YouTube that was going on. And so I'd sit there and I'd have to do that to try and wind myself down. Then the kids started doing it. They still listen to it now on YouTube and it's just it puts them in that state for themselves. So it's tiny little things, but they do, I think, bringing it all in as it's a collective effort and saying to them you may want things, but, again, it's like not meeting one particular person's energy but trying to sort of harmonise everyone's. Kind of reminds me of like every single week in our all company meeting. The first little bit of the meeting is reconnecting with the vision and the values and where we're going and why we're why we're going there and how we're showing up and we share stories. And I remember when I first started doing Mm. that years and years ago, I was like, oh, this feels so kind of corny and it also feels like repetitive like why would I have to say the vision every week why do I have to say the values every week people must be like oh my god I don't want to hear that but like I see that as like a little bit of ritual every single week in our all company meeting that also brings us into harmony Mm -hmm. as you were saying it brings our energy into like sync as we then progress forward Mm -hmm. in the meeting versus just like jumping in and getting straight into like okay, what's the update on this? What's the update on that? So-and-so's report here, there, and everywhere else. It's like, I feel like spending that time connecting with the energy of the company, reminding ourselves, sharing stories of how we're living it and all of that. It's like so profound. Um, So I'm just connecting dots between that and then how I want to start this family and raise this family. Thank you. Yeah, because it's similar, isn't it? There's so many similarities in that. And I love that. I love that you you picked up on like that you've noticed that because I certainly had as well. And I think I was thinking about it only recently in terms of that first initial part of the meeting because we do obviously do similar and grow my team because that's how you'd set it up. And I always found it so phenomenal because it gives everyone an opportunity to land. It's quite like when you go and sit in a meditation circle and first everyone's just got to tune in. Mm-hmm. You've got to be like, you know, you're starting to demand a different type of presence and the facilitator usually does that, right? And I remember when I first came into hosting the Grow My Team meetings, I was so shit scared because I was like, how am I going to demand presence? What am I going to do? Like, how's this going to work? And then I related it back to whenever I sit in, in, in ceremony or meditation circles and when I've facilitated them, it's like, oh, okay, it's the same type of thing. You're just getting everyone to ground down. And like you said, harmonizing, getting us all in alignment and sharing those stories and then boom, you can do the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I guess these rituals are just like ways to bring us into harmony and resonance sooner um, rather than maybe having to like hash out the whole meeting and maybe not even get into the same space. But I know Joe. My husband, I always hear him before he starts recording a podcast, also before he does his like heart-to-heart calls with his community. Not that I listen in on them. I just know that he does this. I should I should disclaim that as well. Um, but And with his team meetings, like sometimes I'm walking by and I hear 
him getting set up, but he always takes um, three deep breaths with whoever he's on the other end of the call with and allows them to just drop in and come into that same place and just clear. It's like a circuit breaker of like, what, what was the energy that you were coming from? Mm-hmm. Let's just drop that for a minute and then land here together. And it's really beautiful. So we all have our different ways of achieving that, I think. And I probably didn't realize when I first built that agenda that we kind of follow that that's what I was doing. But I see very clearly now that's exactly what we're doing. We're just all getting back on the same page, connecting with the one reason why we're all together, why we're even sitting in this meeting. Mm -hmm. And how powerful that intention is Mm -hmm. and that presence. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. And so incredibly important for alignment. And that collaborative like affair, right? We're co-creating. We need to be on the same page. We all need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone listening is interested in that meeting format that we use, I'm sure we could put together like a rough document that shows like how we do that meeting. So yeah, if that is of interest, just don't forget you always have access to the Ask Us Anything email podcast at growmotely.com. I think we just introduced that last week, but it's all set up and ready to go. So yeah, if there's anything that we've talked about today or that we talk about in the future or just anything that you're interested to know, yeah, feel free to drop us a note at podcast at growmotely.com and um yeah, we'll either be able to build out some content, we might already have it, or we can just talk about it on the show. Um, love to answer all of your questions as we go on this journey together. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good little segue to wrap up. <laughs> and I am going to have to wrap up now because I'm on such a tight time frame today. You guys, I love you all. I feel You're like I can talk about this. I know. I feel like I could talk about this stuff forever, but going to going to mm-hmm. have to wrap up for today um what do we got for everybody before we leave anything um new you want to talk about on the grow my team end yes actually there is something that we're super excited about drum roll we're introducing two new growth consultants out into the world which i'm so incredibly pumped for these women are powerhouses Um, And so maybe I'll just touch on Maddie for today. So this is for more of all of our US listeners. We're introducing our girl Maddie from Romania. So as a growth consultant, Maddie can meet you to explore all things global talent acquisition and also identify further growth opportunities for you and your mission in the world as a conscious company. Um, So if you'd like to book in a call with Maddie, you can find her link in the show notes and she is like next level. Mm. I love that. I'm so excited. And then um, your, I'm just going to interrupt here, but your other growth consultant is Joy Wright, who is moving from head of recruitment mm. into growth consulting, which I'm so excited about. I've worked with Joy for several years and she's so incredibly good with people and with companies and with understanding that bigger picture strategy. And I remember when she moved into head of recruitment, my one big regret for that while I was happy for her to be promoting was like, ah, she's going to have less time with clients and that's what she's really, really good at. So I'm just, as I'm watching from the side, I'm like, wow, this is such a smart move for for you guys and for her. And I know she's going to thrive as well. And I'm sure anyone listening who knows Joy will be like, yeah, she's amazing. Because the amount of emails that I've had over the years that come back to me like, Joy's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) She really is great. So that's super cool. 
Awesome. Well, my end, um, oh, I guess I was talking a little bit about my deck at the start um, and how I'm updating my pitch deck to kind of bring it a little bit more to the fore. And I realized that, you know, sometimes Gromotely is coming across as just a job board. And I realized that, wow, we have to make sure that we're communicating the full breadth of what we do. So I'm going to use this moment to try and give my first crack of, of repositioning that. So yeah, we are not just a job board. We are a remote company building platform. Onboard your existing team, start tracking and improving your culture, post open roles and funnel candidates using the recruitment management pipeline and manage payroll and benefits all in the one place. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that better positioning? <laughs> not just a job board. I love it. Also, my book, Conscious Leadership, is available in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover. Uh, hard there is a code in the book for 90 day mm-hmm. free trial of the Grow Motley Culture Tool. So look out for that if you do buy the book. And I would always love to hear what you think. Um, of the book, what you learned, what you resonated with, what you didn't, that's all That's all okay as well. Definitely, I'm not trying to be right. I'm just sharing my journey with you. Um, but yeah, it was great chatting with you today. I'm sorry that I had to rush. Obviously, my energy is very rushed. I'm sure everyone can feel that. Um, <laughs> but we will... We will carve out more time. You're in momentum. Yes. I have time to do everything mm. I need to do in the world. <laughs> That is it. There is enough of me to go around. Say it. There is enough of me to go around. Uh, Thank you, sister. Yeah, yeah, sister.